I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Tavern Watch Plays, where we are still in The Weirs, a shared game where both Matt and I are splitting duties as the Dungeon Master. Hit uh, it, duty. <laughs> oh. uh, I'm going to let everybody introduce themselves before we do a run-in uh, as far as uh, what happened, or rundown of what happened last time. Uh, I will be your Master of Ceremonies today, Joe Perez. Uh, hopefully you recognize me from other things. Uh, and if not, I don't know why you're here, but thanks for coming. Uh, so why don't we go and introduce ourselves, starting with Anne. Hi, I'm the one who inappropriately interrupted. <laughs> I'm Blake Kiska, who is, uh, well, we're still level five, so she's a, she's a dark elf druid, drow druid, and I'm still figuring out the druid ropes. Man, this class is complicated. There's a lot of moving parts. Yeah. Uh, Liz. Hello, I am Liz, and I am playing Isra, a emerald gem dragonborn. She is a ranger, and she has a tiny dragon drake companion who kind of keeps poking her head out of my quiver. All right. And then Andrew. I'm Andrew. I play Creo, a half-elf swords bard. And last but certainly not least, Matt. Hi, I'm Matt, and I'm playing a small kitten. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I kind of wouldn't mind, but I am playing Repentance's Opportune Hand, who is a Warforged Paladin, so I'm basically a robot that has a really complicated relationship with the afterlife. Um, Yeah, that's it. All right. Could could one of Repentance's alternate souls be a kitten? I mean... We'll find out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Is that my brainstorm here? (laughs) Fun fun fact. I know one of the other alternate characters that Matt had pitched for... Uh, residing in the soul of this reliquary that we call a Warforged, uh, that might not be outside of the realm of possibilities. Yeah. <laughs> well, when I'm last, here for it. <laughs> when last we left our adventurers, uh, they actually had a quiet episode. Well, mostly quiet. Uh, they were to escort a magical uh, artifact to a mountain town uh, where it was to be received and they weren't quite sure why or where, you know, what the whole reason was, but they agreed to it anyway. Uh, and 
I'm going to probably mess this up a couple times, folks, but Greasy Fingers. That's correct. Yeah, there we go. Too many too many NPC names. Uh, Greasy Fingers uh, had made a large investment into this town, which is what they found out when they showed up, uh, delivering a source of water into a rather arid and stony base. Um, the party on their way there was attacked by ochre jellies, which was fantastic and a deep cut Ooh. for those. They were very, very peanut butter colored goo. It was wonderful. Uh, they settled in, uh, repentance uneasy at the town, uh, asking may, not maybe so much questions as mostly patrolling, uh, while uh, Creo sort of blended in with the local populace. Isra and uh, Kiska did some questioning of the town's matron uh, when eventually they settled down and had themselves a good old time. And it looked like at the end of it there was a celebration going on because the town was now going to be able to make its marks and its goals uh because now it had water which you know it's kind of important when you're going to be doing you know things like farming agriculture who, who knew uh when our little dragon friend decided not just to poke her head out of the quiver but then to fly and splash and make friends with all those small children in the town in broad sight of everybody much to isra's chagrin uh, the townsfolk took this as a good omen and decided to name the town after them. Uneasy uh, at this because, well, dragons are still kind of a rarity these days. The party then settled in for the night, and that's where we left off. So before you, you settled in, was there anything anybody wanted to do at the close of the festivities or, or anything like that? I have something I don't want to wait till everybody else goes. Um, Isra is going to want to find, like, kind of a high vantage point and just kind of keep watch as the festivities wind down, make sure everyone's okay and kind of make sure no danger is approaching just because she's kind of feeling unsettled about the town naming and kind of all the dangers that might come onto it because of that. Kiska's just going to go crash out. She's tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Creo had fun dancing and all that. So I think he just heads off to his room at the end of the night. Okay. Now, there was only three rooms. Did you guys decide how you were going to split them? I'm not no. using a room. All right. So what was uh, what is Repentance doing? When he's riding in a circuit around the place, he's like going to be looking for places where we might get ambushed or so happens. He doesn't have a great perception, so he might not notice them, but he's going to be looking for them. But when he, get, when he feels like he's isolated enough, like he's not terribly close to the town, uh, he's going to reach into his, uh, his bag and pull out the deck of many things. Oh, looking at it, and he's going to let like he's opening himself up to Delver, like allowing Delver to speak to him if Delver chooses to, but he doesn't say anything to Delver. Okay, uh, and he's like looking at it and kind of turning it in his hands. Well, that's and then he looks he looks around. How hard did this thing be to destroy? Well, let's see what Delver knows. That is not a question that was asked last time. Mm-hmm. So through you and and your your mental connection with the rest of the souls that are inside of you. Uh, Delver very meekly says, I, I don't know. Uh, everything that is known about it is, well, what we talked about last time, and the rest is conjecture. I can tell you what the stories say, which is, it's just a deck of cards that's been enchanted. A high-powered deck of cards that's been enchanted, but just a deck of cards nonetheless. You might be able to destroy it by the same way that you could destroy any other magically enchanted item. Uh, sufficiently high-level magic, disenchantment, 
um, destruction inside of some gigantic volcano filled with lava. That's a classic. Um, so nothing within my reach. Well, Greasy Fingers might be able to break it down to its components, but she also would probably be just as likely to draw from it. Um, but then there's also some stories that say that it can't be destroyed, that once it's used, it disappears and shows up somewhere else to cause mayhem somewhere else. Do you think it could fix us? You feel confusion in so- like almost like a, a, a frowning moment from Delver. I don't know. I thought about it when I made the wish. I still have one left, but it could also just unmake us. And I don't know that I don't know that I could bear that. Well, if it would unmake us, that's not a decision I can make for everybody else. It's just a decision for myself. And as long as I'm tied to everyone else, I can't do that. My thoughts exactly. I look at it for a little bit longer, and then I put it back and start riding around the town again. I will go into sentry mode when I'm on the horse, because the horse can guide itself. I just explain to him, keep going around, and if, if anything happens and I don't wake up, wake me up. And then I just go into sentry mode, which means I'm still aware of things around me, but I'm not. Yeah, you're doing, doing the it's it's the the elf trance essentially. Yeah, Warhead Warforge can do that, so that's what I'm doing. So I'm not using a room, which is why I told them go ahead and use the rooms. I don't. Need- okay, uh, and Isra, you found a a perch. I mean, it's in the foothills. It's not too terribly out of the uh, realm of possibilities to find a high enough perch to sort of like just kind of watch the festivities run down. And you do see. Uh, our wonderful Warforged friend uh, on his war steed, uh, Repentance, making his circuit around the town. It seems like he stops for a few uh, minutes. You then see him just start moving again. But it does look like Creo and Kiska have uh, bedded down for the night. They they have, last time you saw them, they were heading back to the inn that you had found. And, well, we're making, uh, making themselves comfortable. Yeah, I'll eventually turn into sleep, but I'll watch for a little while. Uh, people start to head off to their homes. There is work to do in the morning, especially now that the land can be irrigated. Um, and it does start to wind down children screaming that they don't want to go to bed and they want to keep playing in the fountain and, uh, families taking them and taking care of them and then moving on for their, their evening. And eventually it does quiet down to nothingness and you can head to bed yourself. All right. Who wants to roll the lucky die for the evening? Should we roll a die to see who rolls the die? <laughs> Not it. Diceception. <laughs> um, is it just a d20? I'll be, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick Andrew. Andrew, why don't you go ahead and roll a d20? That's a seven. Okay. Goo! <clears throat> <laughs> the evening is quiet. There's the sounds of small insects, which generally dot sort of the drier areas, you know, crickets and almost like uh, cicada. Um, it's sort of like if you've ever been in a, uh, for lack of a better term, for those listening at home, if you've ever been in an area like Southern California, uh, where there's a lot of like dry land and you can hear the bugs at night and you can just hear them perfectly clearly, it's kind of what's happening here. Um, and for several hours, you are content to drift into whatever various forms of sleep or trance your, your characters have. Um, it is maybe about two o'clock in the morning when an ear-piercing, like, just scream shoots through the night, waking all of you up and raising you from your your slumbers. Did we get a long rest or no? For the purposes of, of moving the story along, yes. Okay. 
um, Isra is grabbing her gear and running out. Yeah, Kiska's just like, up! <laughs> I, and when I come to, I wheel uh, Lamentation around and ride straight for wherever the stream was. Alright, so the stream is kind of weird because the space is it's, until you hit the foothills, it's relatively flat which means sound carries pretty heavy and pretty far. Um, but you notice that you are not the only ones that were uh, sort of beckoned by this, and it seems like there's a crowd of people uh, moving to the town center. I assume everybody's heading that way? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. yes. As you make your way through, uh, some of the people do see you come in and they start to, to part to let you through, uh, and you see that they have surrounded around a gruesome scene. Uh, it looks like one of the young farmers uh, has been eviscerated and left towards the center of town, just off to the side of where you, the fountain is still burbling away. Divine sense. Of- uh, you do not sense the presence of anything otherworldly or evil or anything that would trigger my divine sense at this time. Is he breathing or is he dead? Well, go over and take a look. I go over. Yeah. All right. Uh, there is no breath left in this body as you move it over to take a closer look uh i'm not pushing i'm not touching him you're not touching it okay i'm not touching him unless if he was alive i would touch him if he's obviously not alive i don't touch him because i'm not really great at detecting things okay uh but he is not moving uh face down chest down uh looks like in a pool of his own blood can i tell what killed him or there are marks on his body you said he'd been eviscerated so as you move closer, um, I need to know, are you touching the body, moving it, or anything like that? <laughs> oh, boy. Um, Y'all are nervous about it for no reason whatsoever. It's not well, like I'm going to throw see, a mimic at you or something. You, you keep asking that question, and then I stop, like, that stops my mental processes in its tracks. And it's like, um, <laughs> hmm, hmm, maybe I shouldn't. Uh, I, I would like to examine the scene around him first and see if there's any sign has the body been moved was he killed here but then i do want to if i need to move him to see his wounds and what killed him i will i'm gonna draw the flame bringer and make sure that the flames are going so that the lights are on me okay uh you look at the scene the scene is uh definitely it's gruesome in the fact that there are definitely bits of flesh uh and blood everywhere uh, but it doesn't look like there are any drag marks. So it, the indication is that whatever happened, happened here. Uh, the clothes that they're wearing uh, are shredded. Uh, looks like the something may have tried to rip them or rip at them or rip them off of him. Um, and eventually you look and there are claw marks or cuts of some type on the flesh that is exposed. You'd- Kiss is going to look for footprints. Right. So, are there bite marks or just claw marks? All right. As you move the body, uh, and you are going to roll it over at this point because we're I'm not answering. moving the body. Answering. I'm looking for Isra some, will. somebody. Yeah. Oh, somebody okay. will. Um, unless someone, unless someone stops me. Yes. Do it. You notice that the rib cage has been ripped open, and Damn. you're fairly confident that humans have sl- soft, fleshy bits inside of there. It looks like they've all been removed. <gasps> The flesh is torn, the muscle is shredded. That's still there, but hearts, lungs, stomach, all of that stuff has been pulled out and is no longer present there. The face. Like a cult. Maybe like a cult. The face is locked in a, uh, a grimace of pain and anguish. 
Uh, definitely the moments of the scream are still lingering there. Um, as this serene person, somebody that you saw dancing earlier this evening with young women in the town, young men in the town. It's not the town leader, is it? It is not the town leader. Okay. Um, it's There's just no life here. Uh, I'm going to need Kiska to roll me an investigation check and Creole to roll me an investigation check as you take deeper looks. 13. I got an 8. Um, the DC for you, Creo, is relatively low. There are absolutely signs that look like bite marks. Uh, it looks like there are uh, deep canine type, like f- sharp teeth uh, that looks like it, it into the bits of flesh that are still here. Um, doesn't look like it was a rending bite. It looks like it might have been something to try to keep them still. Uh, Kiska, as you look for footprints, you see dozens of footprints but nothing covered in blood, nothing out of the ordinary. You see what looks like probably are the townsfolk's footprints from finding the body. Okay, so there's no, like, animal footprints or anything like that? Not that you can see. Nothing, no claw marks, no no anything extraordinary like that. Odd. Where did it go? Um, After everyone has looked at the body, Isra's going to cover it with a cloak, her cloak probably, just so it's not... We should probably, we should find the town's leader if we haven't already, if she's not here, and see what we can do to settle the people, disperse the crowd. No one should have to see their friends or loved ones like this. And funny you should mention that the town leader is not here. Where's That's a little weird. Guess who's going to head for her building? All right. You make your way over, which is not too far away, uh, and you make your way up the small, shallow steps. And as you go to put your hand on the door, you notice that it is ajar. Uh-oh. How would someone turn that door into a jar? <laughs> I, I thought it, but I didn't say it. <laughs> Kiska's going to very carefully kind of like push the door open. With with the eerie creak that can only happen in, at the middle of the night when you don't want to be heard, the door Do swings open. You have dark open. vision. Yeah. Uh, the door swings open slowly. Uh, there's not much pressure needed to, to get it to move. Uh, and... This room that you had seen before, which was neat and orderly, uh, which was well-maintained and a very clearly a status of pride uh, for this this town matron, is in shambles. It is like somebody tossed the room. I uh, call her a name. No response. She's going to go inside. How big is the room? Uh, I believe last time we said that it was a, about a 20 by 20 room. So fairly large, and but not exceedingly so. She's going to hit it with fairy fire. What color is your fairy fire? A 20-foot cube. Hers is violet. A violet light suffuses the room, lighting it up almost as if fireflies uh, or cave moss or bugs of some type. That, are, that bioluminescent glow that you're used to seeing underground uh, sort of suffuses everything. Uh, it outlines the room exactly as you see it. There are no hidden figures here. There's nobody invisible that, that's being outlined by the fairy fire. But everything is fairly clearly visible in this moment. Okay. She's going to kind of venture in and call her name again and look around. No response. See if she can find her. Uh, you take a look through. Uh, you don't see any responses. You don't hear anything. No it's, bodies? No bodies. No blood. But it does look like there was a struggle of some type here. Uh, And as you make your way through, there's a small door at the back of the main chamber, which you think may have just been her 
her like living area or sleeping area. Uh, She's going to knock on that. No response, but the door is shut. Okay. Um, is it locked? Uh, you try the handle. It is not locked. She's going to kind of crack that open a little bit. Call her name again. Okay. You crack the door open, call the name. No response, but as you poke your head in, you see that the room is in much the same shape as the front room was. Uh, clothes strewn everywhere, furniture ajar. Uh, looks like the bed frame, like part of it might have looks like it may have been smashed. Um, there's a small window, not large enough uh, for somebody of a normal humanoid size to get through, um, but its shutters are wide open and splintered. Uh, the wood everywhere, you're not sure, and it's inside, so something came in through that window, probably suddenly and violently. Are there claw marks? You take a look, and no investigation check needed. Your passive is high enough. There are absolutely claw marks here. Okay, so they came in through that window. That's odd. They would have had to come in through that window and then go to the front, tear shit apart, and then go out the front door. But they would have shut the door between the bedroom and the rest of the place? Like, that doesn't make any sense. But it does look like they came in through the window, yeah? That, as near as you can tell. Okay. Is there anything else? Like, any fur? Any anything? That, any blood? No blood. Um, that is that is pretty clear. I will need you to make a, an investigation check if you're going to start looking around for more uh, deep penetrate, like, deep stuff around the room. 20? So as you look, you definitely see uh, scuffle marks. I don't know how else to say it. No deep claw marks like on the window, uh, but it does look like something dragged her. There's you could see like there's a very clear impression where the dirt is disturbed or the, the dust or the general sort of flooring is disturbed where it seems like maybe she was trying to grab at the ground as she was being pulled away. Towards the door or towards the window? Towards the door. The door, and the door got pulled shut. Okay, Kiska's gonna leave, go back out, and and head run back to the others. Okay. Well, we're gonna take a, a quick break here from you. So that that whole thing took about maybe ten minutes of poking and prodding. While Kiska was going out to uh, see if she could track down the matron, what were the rest of you doing? I am basically uh. standing guard. Like, if anybody comes around, if it looks like anything is going to be attacking, I'm prepared. But Istra I'm not much is, use in investigation. It's just talking to the crowd, trying to calm people down. Uh, more doing that than asking if anyone's seen anything. Calm, calm people down. Is there a doctor or medical anything in this town? Kind of the practical stuff. Uh, no doctor. Uh, this is uh, essentially a you know frontier town. So it's like people know how to tend yeah. their own wounds as best as possible. That's, that's really about it. Doesn't hurt to ask. Who is this person? The one that's dead? Just a yeah, regular that's farmer. What I'm, ask- I'm asking them, you know, oh. do you recognize him? Who is he? Um, that one of the, the other townsfolk, that was, that was James. He's, he's a farmer like the rest of us. Would he normally be here at this time? Or is that because of the festival? Um, probably the festival. Maybe oh, we don't, he's, I don't know what people do. I'm, I was asleep. I figured they would be too. We had work to do in the morning, and you can see like he's very visibly shaken uh, by this. I will walk over to him and put my gigantic metal hand on his shoulder. He flinches a little bit and just kind of looks at you. If you know anything else, come find us and let us know. For now, why don't you and the rest of your fellow townsfolk 
take yourselves to your places of residence. Make sure that no one else is missing and take care of your families. We will handle this. And there's no reason for you all to be standing here. And he solemnly nods and goes back and starts trying to help move people. And you see some other people are starting to take the cue and uh, the crowd is slowly dispersing. I'll turn to Isra. I don't think any of them know anything. And even if they do, we can ask them later. They don't seem to be in a place to discuss much right now. This was not something done by a human hand, obviously. Yeah, or any other human. And after all the excitement yesterday, everyone seemed to head to their beds. Did you see anything? I was in sentry mode. Nothing of particular note. Nothing attacked me. And Mm. it's a big area to cover. Yes. The thing is, is that he was here when this when this happened, as far as I can tell. Yes, you agree? There's no sign that someone moved him here, but I, uh, Joe, has the body been? Is are there any signs of like like crushing or like the body has been dropped from above? Why don't you make me either an investigation check or a medicine check? Uh, I will do I medicine. I can actually help. And- I can help on investigation. I actually have a plus three on that, so I'll give you advantage on it. Uh, well, I have a plus zero to investigation, so... Why don't I just do investigation while you do what you're going to do? Uh, uh, yeah, let me do medicine and I'll give myself guidance for it. Yeah, but I rolled a one and even... (laughs) Uh, that's a, that's a six. Is that with advantage? No, she didn't have advantage. Did she? Because I can't give her advantage on medicine. I don't know this anything about it. You can still lend the help action even if you are not trained oh, in it. Okay, then sure. I'll, okay. I'll give you help then. Hmm? Uh, that's better. 20, dirty 20. All right. Uh, as you examine the body a little bit closer, uh, it doesn't look like there was any blunt force trauma from like landing on the stones or anything like that. Uh, but it does look like there are some fracture points. It looks like the wrists... Uh, are fractured, something either gripped it very tightly uh, or smashed them with something with pinpoint accuracy. Uh, it looks like there was definitely strain in the back as the, uh, the spine looks like it may have had a, f- a few fractures there as well. Um, whatever did this was very powerful. Um, I wonder if this was a creature that flew and dropped it from above, perhaps, or brought it here without leaving marks. Something very powerful did this, clearly. And if it had wings, then it wouldn't necessarily leave drag marks or footprints. Creo, what are you doing during this? Well, what I'd want to do is read someone's mind who knew something more that we know who to ask, but before that, I'd try to read the crowd to see who seemed to have a different interest or seemed to be acting different than the others. So somehow reading the crowd. Uh, so that's perception or... Well, for this is going to be, we're going to say investigation because you're sifting through okay. uh, like the surface thoughts of folks using your bard-like powers. Well, that was a 10. <laughs> Nothing stands out to you. Everybody seems to be on pretty much the same page as far as this is horrific. Why did this happen? This this is this town's been so quiet. There's never any problems, you know that type of stuff. Nothing, nothing as like a mustache twirling villain in the crowd, you know, uh, looking over at their handiwork. Is the water statue still here? Yes, still, okay. bur- still burbling away. All right, so I'm just standing there watching people and contributing nothing to the to helping the poor 
and person on the ground. All right. Uh, about this time, uh, Kiska comes back. Matron's gone. She says quietly. She doesn't want to alarm the crowd. Something Is there still a crowd? Or has kind of or have calmed? they dispersed at this point? They've mostly dispersed. You see a couple of the uh, the larger burlier hands that were uh, helping with like the festival setup earlier and tear down earlier um, are kind of not milling about, but making sure everybody else kind of disperses. And then they'll come up to you and ask if you you know you need help with sort of. And they they kind of they don't say it, but they kind of like look down at the body of you know. For right now. We need to find a place where we can store. Wait, something took her. Something broke into her room and dragged her out through the front door. What? Because I didn't know that. The matron. Something took the matron. It didn't kill her. There's no blood there, but the place is torn apart. Are there signs of her leaving? There's just drag marks. It pulled her out. She was grabbing at the floor from what I can Hang on a second. I'm going to cast Wild Shape. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to follow her over if she goes over. I'm going to turn into a dire wolf. <laughs> okay. Probably not the best form to pick at this particular moment, but sure. I'm going to turn into a dire wolf because they could smell real good. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Um, I'm going to start sniffing to see if I can smell anything weird. Perception with advantage. 23. <clears throat> wow, your rolls are hot today. Um, you catch a scent that stands out among all the other humanoids like you are sort of like in the in this moment in the the like the the wolf zone i don't know what to call it um but you can smell like the metallic uh machinery and and sort of 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 uh retribution uh you can f- feel the or, or smell the um scaly nature of isra um and everybody else smells human except for this one note. There is a lingering note uh, that is feral and musky uh, and very, very much calls to this form you are in now. Where does it go? You follow the trail from the building. And I'm, I'm following gonna, like, her. Yeah, I'm, going, I'm, following I'm her. like waiting for the others to follow me. Right. I'm uh, following along, but I've sent... Reka into the air to watch and to keep an okay. eye. Okay. Uh, that will mean if anything comes from the sky, you are men. not going to I, be surprised. I turn to those two men and say, watch it. I point to the body. Watch it. Make sure no one disturbs it. We'll be back as soon as we can. And both of them nod. Uh, you start following the trail uh, and it leads back towards where this body is, but off to the side. When you placed the statue in its in its home, in this fountain, you noted that there were metal grates all around mm-hmm. uh, that led into a s- irrigation system, uh, a almost sewer-like system, but for c- fresh water. And it seems to be leading you directly to one of these one of these grates. I'm gonna do the doggo point at it. Is the grate disturbed in any way? As you take a closer look, it does appear to be slightly off point like it's it's not sitting in its fixings quite right all right i'm gonna go up to it and uh put my hands around the grate in such a way you like you know you put your fingers through the great parts Mm -hmm. and see how much strength like if i exert myself with my 23 strength can i pick this thing up it picks up light as a feather for you okay i'll put it to the side um i assume it's dark in there it is dark and but you are greeted by the sound and sight of rushing water as it drains from the fountain 
through this uh, this tube and further down. Is it completely full of water? It is. It is rushing full of water. Right now. Uh, I'm going to look to the statue. I'm pretty sure we, we all know the, the words, don't we? Yeah. All right. I don't personally, as Matthew Rossi, remember them, but I'm going to. It was Geyser. But, you know, he's going to say Geyser to and it. The water stops. And it takes a few minutes for this giant pool of water to drain. About 10 minutes or so as you're waiting. Uh, but it does eventually drain away and the torrent of water through the pipe is gone. Do I smell any blood or anything by the grate or just that musky smell? Just that musky smell. Uh, and maybe maybe fear. Okay. I have no idea if we can find anything in there after the water being gone for that amount of time. But Well, do you poke your head in? Yeah. Is it pitch black in there? It is. Then the sword goes in first. Okay. Uh, this is surprisingly large, like large enough that a person hunched could probably walk through this pipe. And as you poke your head in at the bottom of the pipe, directly where the grate was, looks like there is loose stone that is higher and off center from all the rest of it. It is not smooth works like the rest of this tunnel. Can I get in there? Yeah, you can get in there. It's uncomfortable because okay. you're big, yeah. but you can get in there. All right. Uh, I will squeeze myself in. Okay. You're in. You all see me doing this. I'm not like being secretive about it. Are you, is there room for the rest of us to see what he sees? If he backs up a little bit, he can position himself to like, let you look over his shoulder essentially. Hmm. Well, Isra needs light, right? You don't have, do you have dark vision, Isra? I do not. Okay. Then the, the flaming sword will be in front of me so you can get at least a little light. All right. So it's just you and you have that loose stone, which looks like it would be about your shoulders width, uh, large, like as far as like its circumference. Does it, can I tell anywhere, like I'm looking around, do I see anywhere? Keep my not great at protection, but I'm not terrible at it. Uh, do I perceive anything around here that in that where that would have come from? Or is it just there? No. So the tunnel itself, as you take a closer look, looks like it is either made out of carved or smooth stone. Um, metal is sort of still a precious thing, even when you are out this far. Uh, so earthenwork, uh, sewage and water systems is not abnormal. Seeing them made out of clay or seeing them made out of, uh, essentially stone tiling, uh, fairly, fairly common. And that's the impression you get as you look around and you run your hands around the, uh, side of the, the channel here. Uh, so it looks like this may have just, it it's not out of place aside from that. It is not smoothly pushed in like the rest of them. I have a question and it's a weird question. I like weird questions. Okay. I'm a druid, right? You are. Can I cast spells in animal form or no? Technically no, but I'm going to say yes. Cause it's fun. I'm just going to cast dancing lights was all. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. So the wolf is standing like white wolf is down there with you. And then all of a sudden, poop, poop, poop. <laughs> it's like almost will of the wisp, like lights pop on. Sort of like rotate around. It's almost like a scene from uh, Twilight Princess. Yay. <laughs> I just wanted to make it a little easier. I'm just imagining this like essentially a drainage pipe with a giant warforged, a hulking warforged with a flaming sword and a white wolf. Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like the all, same color as your hair. <laughs> all in there together with a bunch of uh, uh, dancing wisp lights. <laughs> The pile of dirt, does it smell like anything? Does it, does the musky smell still, is it still down here? It's, it's faint, but it lingers around that, that stone, that piece of stone that, that is not, not like the others. 
she's going to kind of like paw at the stone. Can, can I move it? Uh, it definitely seems to wobble as you paw at it. I'm just going to lift it up. With your 23 strength, it lifts no issue whatsoever. It's a pebble. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and a dark but smooth earthen tunnel leading down past this point uh, greets you. It looks like it is large enough for a humanoid. Uh, it is slightly damp. Uh, looks like the water may have been trickling down here for a little while, probably since whatever came up through here or down through here uh, moved the stone. And it looks like it descends down. Uh, it, the reach of your light's probably about 60 feet. Uh, it looks like it goes down further than that. Um, but it is definitely, for lack of a better term, it is like a water slide. Isra, I can't remember. Do you have speak with animals? Uh, I can. Okay. Kiss is going to come over to you and just like poke you and stare at you intently. <laughs> I, she wants a I, treat. I, <laughs> uh, Isra will think about that and pull Sorry, out a piece of turkey that, usually... morning, so. <laughs> <laughs> that she would usually offer Rika, and Rika's probably like, hey, what? Why? And like offers it to Kiska. But Isra's also telepathic, so she'll just say, do you need something? We woke it up, whatever it was, when the fountain turned on. We will get up? We woke it up. Woke it up. Ah. I will Something's convey down this. here. Something's down here. And when we turned that fountain on, we disturbed it. But it's smart. It knows who the matron is. And it took her. I'll convey this to everyone else. Can I fit down this water slide? Also, I would very much like that treat. Thank you. And of course, Isra also has to feed Rika a couple because yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah. Give... She, the minute the minute the treats are out, Rika dives from the sky. Yeah, you can't give one a treat without giving the other. We all know well, that. While that's all happening, I look at the. Do I look like I could fit down this water slide, or would I get stuck? Oh no, you looks like it's it's wide enough and smooth enough. You pretty confident you could fit down it? All right, um, I Creo. guess I'm going down this hole now. Yes. Is there anything you know more about magic than the rest of us, I think? Is there anything magical or arcane going on here, you think? Whoop! I, I dropped on the hole while I, <laughs> as I said I was going down the hole and nobody responded. We will deal with that in a minute. Well, I don't have any spell that's going to answer that, so I guess we're all just sliding down the water slide. <laughs> yeah, it's about this well, time that's... you notice that, uh, that repentance says, uh, well, the light of the flame sword's no longer there, and it looks like it's getting farther and farther away as he's dove down the hole. Kiska's going to walk over and kind of like sniff a little bit and then jump down. You don't play paladin if you're into caution. <laughs> <laughs> Unless your name is caution. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Isra, Isra will look at Creo. I, I guess we're doing this. I guess okay. So. Okay. I'm I'm sliding down then. Uh, and I will I will go last. I will make sure Rika is tucked somewhere where she's safe ish. Yeah, she'll uh, she'll make a position in your quiver. It's it's her normal spot. So, all right. And Creole, you said you're going down too. Yep, I'll go. Down. Yeah, I'll go down second. All right. Uh, the tunnel is is exactly like a water slide. It is dark and uh, it is muddy and earthy and it does not smell very good it's got that sort of stale earth scent of something that has been uh probably long long since it has uh seen travel or light of day and you slide down for what feels like 
an eternity, probably because of how dark it is. Uh, but in reality, it's probably closer to maybe 100, 150, 200 feet, maybe. Uh, and you gently plop out onto uh, what is essentially like a bed of lichen uh, on a, well, what is a very bright cave. Uh, what stares at you from your perch, which is now very clearly uh, elevated from where you were, or from the rest of this cavern. It's almost like a, a uh, terrace or a mezzanine. Uh, overlooking what looks like an ancient, dilapidated city of some type. Um, maybe not a city, maybe a fortress, maybe something. It's hard to tell, uh, but it is It is fairly large. Um, the light is close to that of moonlight uh, at a very clear full moon. Uh, very blue, very, very well lit. Uh, and it does look like uh, there is a path that leads down towards the city. The light's coming from the city? You, it's almost as if it's coming from all over the cavern. Okay, so like everywhere around us. Yep. Is it like bioluminescence? Yeah, Kiska, you feel fairly at home here as far as that goes. This is not too dissimilar to the caverns that you're used to. She's going to sniff. Does the uh, it, Is the scent it around is, here? It is present. Is it one or is there more than one now? From this distance, still one. Okay. She's going to kind of sniff and sort of lead the way. Okay. I'm assuming everybody else is going to follow. Yeah, I stay close because I don't want her to get attacked. All right. You start yeah. making your way. There's, are the dancing lights following her, by the way? Oh, yeah. Uh, you start making your way through and uh, you start heading down this winding path. Uh, and you do notice that there are drag marks here. It does look like it, it's not like an active fight, per se. Uh, probably if the matron was dragged this way. Uh, she is very clearly unconscious at this point. Uh, you make your way Kiska down. Kiska kind of growls at that. <laughs> <laughs> and there is a very musty and very stale scent uh, to this area. And as you make your way closer, it does look like this is a small city of some type. Uh, and the path leads to what looks like a, a stone bridge uh, f- that was at one point finely wrought and crafted. And it leads towards a portcullis that has seen better days as it lays in shambles and ruin, uh, leading into and through a large stone wall that is covered in lichen and moss. Uh, let's see. Do any of you have... I know... Let's see. Kiska is definitely going to be able to roll this. Who has, like, knowledge or speaks Dwarven? I speak Dwarven. Okay. Creo, do you? I can cast tongues to speak it, but I don't regularly. Um, so Isra and Kiska, then I'm going to go ahead and need you to make me some perception checks, please. Does this an, is this a wisdom based one or? Well, yeah, I guess so. I I guess my question is, it doesn't involve smelling, so I don't get advantage. Human, right? no advantage. Human in use your okay. human stats. Uh, that's a 14 for me, though my passive is 23. <laughs> yeah. So 24? that's a terrible, terrible roll on my part. 24. <laughs> okay. uh, so, Isra, you see what could be the uh, bits and pieces of what looks like maybe a distant cousin to the Dwarven language that you know. Similar like forms of, of verbs and, and definitely the same sort of like architecture of the language is present here, uh, but you can't really make heads or tails of it. Kiska, this you start picking up on things that sort of like resonate with some of the stories that you've heard uh, growing up, which 
in the underdark and races that sort of find themselves in the deep places, there's always stories of lost cities or lost entities, uh, particularly ones that maybe stayed in the dark too long. Um, even your people come to the surface to to trade and to cohabitate. Um, but some in the stories have shied away from all other civilization uh, for many, 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 many years and generations. One of them that sort of resonates in the back of your head uh, is a name, Dwergar. Oh, okay. Does that match up with the smell? You are starting to maybe feel that there might be something to that. But the weird thing is, is they were never described as feral. You know, selfish, evil, you know, things like that. Sure. Feral, not so much. Kiska kind of looks back at Isra. And then, you know, when the telepathic thing happens, she'll fill her in on that. And I'll repeat this to everyone. Do I know anything about how they fight or like, are they magic users or anything like that? Or just stories? I mean, you, you know that they are from, from the stories they're, they're dwarves. Basically Um, they fight with picks and axes and javelins and warhammers just as much as the, 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 your standard mills, no claws. Um, But they do have access to magic. There is, or at least the stories would say, uh, stories have come that said that they were able to adjust their size, make themselves larger or smaller as necessary. Okay. That would explain the window. Okay. Um, and the smell keeps going. I take it past the portacolas. Yep. Goes past the portacolas. Okay. She's going to kind of like keep going, but cautiously. Okay. As you make your way. I'm um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. There are no signs of people here other than whatever I assume Kiska is following. Like Not, the city is empty. Well, from you haven't gone into the, the this area right. yet. You're still at the bridge, but as of right now, you don't see any indication of activity or life, so to speak. All right. Uh, as you make your way across the bridge, it's still incredibly sturdy. At first, you thought it might have been, you know, because some of the parts of the walls have crumbled and some of the uh, larger statues or carvings have sort of worn away or, or you know, sort of crumbled a bit over time. But the bridge is still solidly built, uh, and you make your way through it no problem. The portcullis was made of wood, very thick wood at some point, but it has since rotted away. Uh, You walk into what is essentially a large courtyard, and you realize that this isn't necessarily a city, but maybe a fort, an outpost. Something that they might have had uh, as part of one of their their networks, or uh, maybe it was a border town. Uh, you are at the edge of where the mountains reach the plains, so it would not be outside of the question or possibilities. Uh, small structures sort of dot the area. Uh, looks like many of them one story, some of them two. Uh, and all of you have the striking comparison that this seems very similar to the architecture style that you saw upstairs with the town that you were just in. Very simple stone structures, very, very little, if any, wood. Uh, most of it has been if there was wood or organic components have rotted away. And it is here you see your first signs of, well, humanoid life would be maybe an overstatement, but there are definitely skeletal remains and artifacts of what was once a life here. Dwarven-sized figure skeletons sort of 
in various states of disarray, dot the courtyard, uh, leaning up against the wall, maybe uh, some face down in what is on the ground itself. Uh, the leathers and cloth that they have once worn since long since rotted away. Bones looking like they were crunched or crushed. Uh, maybe similar to what happened to the gentleman upstairs where his wrists were smashed. Uh, strewn all about the place. Um, it doesn't look like anybody had had their chest burst open as most of the rib cages are intact, but it is very hard to tell. Uh, but they are absolutely dozens upon dozens of creatures remains scattered around this courtyard at the far end. And what is not necessarily the center, but probably the largest structure here is a four story affair that definitely crests above the length of the walls around it. Uh, it looks like it is rather well-maintained as far as everything else is considered or compared. Uh, there are small windows, more like arrow slots that sort of dot the outside of it. Where a large wooden door once hung is very clearly the remains and dust of a rotted uh, door, but it is an archway that is still intact, uh, and it looks like it is sitting there waiting and inviting you. Does the smell go that way? It does indeed. Do the drag marks go that way? It does indeed. Oh boy. Okay. I am now del- deliberately in front. I'm putting the great sword away and pulling out the rod of lordly might and my sword and my shield. And the rod becomes a spear plus three. Okay. In my hand. That means it's dark again. Yes. She has the dancing. No, lights. I still got dancing lights up. Oh, okay. Um, you have a glowing wolf with you. You're fine. And it's also like moonlight. So. Oh, yeah. right. Duh. Yeah, it's very, fairly bright down here. Kiss is going to just kind of point that way towards the porticolis and let you take the lead. All right, I'm going to walk towards it. And I'm I'm obviously looking around for anything like if somebody cops up with an arrow or, you know, shoots at me or if there looks to be any traps. I'm not the best at perception, but I still try. Kiska tells Israel, it's not a dwarf, obviously. Hmm. Whatever it is, I think it killed these dwarves and then settled in for a long nap. Not much to eat down here. No. Certainly not for a beast the size that might have done all of this. Whatever it was, it could shapeshift. Um, do we have, like, can I tell how old these ruins are? Like, this has been here a while. I mean, ancient, like, there's no role necessary. Like, this is, there is a thick layer of, like, dust from, if a town is lived in or something is lived in, there's, there can be a layer of dirt or dust or whatever. That's pretty normal. Uh, but it's always disturbed and it's never really, you know, too deep or too thick. We're talking like down to your first knuckle of your finger thick of just like if you go over to one. of like, So everybody the can see the drag marks at this point. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. When we get to the porcalus, um You're through it already. It looks, okay. So what's in the direction we're going? Is there anything like a that doorway? Large, that large structure with the, the archway that is sort of the, the four-story structure is basically where the drag marks are leading. Okay. And there's no door. Do I look at when I look at it? Do I see a door? No door. A large. It's a large opening. Very clearly, a grand entrance of some type was once here. Uh, looks like it is maybe two of you stacked on top of it yourself, tall uh, and wide enough for four humans abreast to walk through. Two of repentance stacked on top yes. of each other. Okay, so big. Okay, like fourteen feet tall. Indeed. Okay. Do you go well, in? Kiska's just going to follow you. Yeah, I'm going in. I'm just want to keep. I want to keep everybody else like about. 
like I'll turn and just say, keep 10 feet behind me. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm going through, I'm looking for stuff like traps, but you know, I know I'm not the greatest at it, but I don't want anyone else to get hit if I step on one. Keska's just smelling for anything out of place besides, um, you know, musky butt. Isra will be kind of towards the back, trying to keep an eye on everyone. And Rika will be kind of in the air, sort of across from her, like kind of flanking the party on either side. Does that make sense? Okay. Just well, I mean, trying to keep eyes everywhere. Well, she's going to have to come down, though, if you're going to go into the building. She can still be up kind of ceiling height. Yeah. All right. Uh, and Creole, is there anything special you're doing? I have my sword out, and then I'll have my hand on my crossbow, just in case I need to switch to that. Okay. As you walk through the the archway, you enter a rather large and open space. The ceiling is definitely 14 to 15 feet tall, uh, and it looks like it is a large stone uh, building that may have once been a common area. Rotted wooden tables and chairs dot everywhere. Uh, looks like there may have been a kitchen or tavern set up down here at some point, uh, but again, has long since rotted away. Uh, it is brightly lit with that same bluish light that is echoed everywhere else here. And you start to have the idea that maybe this is uh, long leftover magic uh, that they may have had access to when they were building their settlements uh, to sort of give themselves the illumination necessary. Um, it's not too bright, but it's not exactly dim either. It's it's comfortable enough that somebody could sleep through it, but you don't need to have a torch lit to see where you're going. Uh, the room is massively long. Uh, looks like a army could have eaten here at some point, and you see several of the other uh, several of the remains strewn about here as well. Some draped over tables, some slouched in now long decayed seats. Uh, and it does, the room continues on for maybe another 60 feet until it reaches a large stone stairway that has both an up and a down. Where do the drag marks go? Towards the stairs. And if you start following it, it looks like there may have been some recent disturbances heading down. Of course it's down. Kiss is going to wait for repentance. Yeah, I'm, I'm basically, if I see where they're going, I'm following the path. I you know, check behind me to see if everyone's going, don't do it. And then if no one's saying anything, I continue forward. Okay. Uh, you start making your way down the stairs slowly and cautiously, uh, avoiding bones as there are more remains strewn around here. As you start making your way down, maybe somebody sat down here at the end of their life and just went to sleep forever. Or maybe it's the remains of a carcass of a kill. You don't know, uh, but you avoid the bones. You don't, you avoid any of the, uh, leftover decaying matter that was there as far as like weapons or armor and you make your way down what seems like a set of winding stairs uh, that leads you down to well it's not fun for for sure but it is a you think a lab of some sort oh god metal cages dot the walls looks like there are glass beakers strewn up everywhere uh, giant tubes, definitely large enough for humans to fit in, made out of copper and glass and materials that you don't know uh, are dotting the walls as well. Looks like several of them have been broken open uh, with looks like remains of the same size that you saw outside, uh, maybe crawled like almost half in, half out of it. Uh, and the drag marks continue to where 
towards the back of this, you hear snuffling, slurping, weird, wet, feral noises. Yeah. Chewing. No chewing. Okay, good. Either she's already dead, and that's not really anything we could have done about that, or she's not currently being eaten. I'll throw up another, uh, whatever it's called. It's not detect mad evil anymore. It's just uh, divine sense. I'll throw up a divine sense. Oh, it pings straight away, dead ahead. Like it, 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 it is. If you're spider, if you were Spider Man, your spider sense is tingling. Okay, it's not a fiend or undead, is it? Not or a f- celestial. Not a fiend, an undead, or a celestial, but definitely, definitely not good vibes. It is evil. Yeah, I conceive evil too. Um, I can detect good and evil. So, all right, uh, it's ahead of me. It's within sixty feet of me. Yep, you haven't quite all come right. upon it yet, but you you definitely know where it is. I'm going to try and be quiet here and uh, turn back and go. It's in. The- and Kiska, you can smell it. It is yeah, Kiska overwhelmingly nods. Like, awful. Does she recognize the smell? It smells again. It's that that musky, almost like natural heatiness of like well like a wolf but stale and wrong and also somehow wet ew well i mean it did just go through a fountain so soggy dog smell but okay so um how big is the room that we're in uh it is probably about a maybe 60 by 60 and it is maybe 30 foot tall ceilings it's a large room and it is definitely cluttered but there are still stacks of what look like metal shelves that are still intact, rusted, but still intact. And you could definitely is stealth thing, your way over there. Okay, I was going to say, is the thing in this room or yes. is it? Okay, all right. All right. Are you guys going to make your way forward? I'm going forward. I'm going to actually put the spear and shield away and put my hand on the blade, the uh, great sword, but I'm not pulling it out yet. Okay. Kiska's going to kind of stealth her way around. All right, so anybody who's making or doing this stealthy, I will need stealth checks from you, please. Do I need to use a wolf stealth? Um, whatever's better. The wolf is a plus four. Right. I'm not being stealthy because I want it to, if it detects anything, I want it to be me. Okay. So I'm just moving forward. Maybe I wait for them to go. Lenny with the wolf stealth. Um, all right. 25 from Isra. You are the knight. I was, I was trying to... <laughs> move forward so I could see it. I want to detect its thoughts to see what it said, but I rolled a five on my stealth. Okay. You make your way forward towards the room, sort of dodging debris and uh, instrumentation, and you notice that this area is surprisingly less decrepit, minus some of the broken tubes and some of the broken humanoid chambers uh, than everywhere else in this building. Uh, you repentance makes no bones about, uh, their presence, making sure that they are front and center as they make their way through, uh, Isra and Kiska sort of meld into the shadows at the corners of the room while flanking, uh, trying to remain hidden from, uh, whatever might be awaiting you. And Creo was trying to do that until Creo smashes into a table, uh, and knocks over a few of the glass containers. Oh, no. You, you rolled a five, right? That's 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 bad. Yeah, it was, a five. <laughs> it was not. Well, I rolled a one and I had a plus four, so. Oh God! Yeah. Ouch. One is not an and automatic I, failure yet, folks. And I'm not playing with that anyway. <laughs> and and I actually rolled a natural twenty, so we balance each other out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it definitely knows that repentance and Creo is there for sure. Uh, as you come across uh, or come upon. A humanoid about the size of a dwarf. It is covered in shaggy fur, 
Uh, it is matted and twisted and uh, looks like it has seen better days. Uh, it is gray and white and almost uh, like devoid of any like real true color. Uh, and it looks like it has jars around a table that it's working on filled with various human organs. Uh, the ones that you suspect were pulled out earlier uh, from the gentleman uh, a couple hundred feet above you at this point. Uh, it stops what it's doing and straightens up a little bit, and you see that it looks like it was working over the matron as she is strapped down to what looks like a lab table. Uh, and as it turns around, what you expect at this point to be a humanoid face, maybe a, uh, an animal-type face, uh, you are greeted by what looks like a squid that has a, like essentially attached itself to this body. Yeah. Is the squid like on it. top of its face, like like grabbing it, or is it coming out of it? It is coming out of its face. Okay. Don't it, like it. Definitely don't like it. Hunter's nope. Mark. Yeah, it's going to be a, this is going to be initiative now, folks, uh, as it lets out a bellowing roar slash really wet sounding gurgle. Do those of us who rolled stealth get a surprise round? Uh, you would, I would say that you will get you that are stealthed because you are still above its, or above its passive perception. We'll get one round of act before we go into initiative order. Okay. I just rolled a 17 for initiative, by the way. Yeah, I got a 20 on initiative. 23 from Isra. 15. All right. And this thing is not going that, that fast because apparently I can't do dice rolls really well today. <laughs> All right. So we're going to do the surprise round or free round from uh, Kiska and Isra since you were stealth enough. Um, I'm going to shoot it. I don't think there's any way around it. Repentance already told us it was evil. I'm going to. You shoot it first. And then I'll attack it. I'm going to cast Hunter's Mark on it. And then I'm firing. Go right uh, ahead. That, uh, uh, what are buttons? That's a 19 to hit. That will hit. And that is seven points of piercing damage plus two points of psychic damage plus Hunter's Mark, which is da, 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 da. there are so many things that stack on top of each other. Hunter's Mark is another one. So as your arrow sinks into this thing's flesh, uh, it's almost like it doesn't care. Um, oh, no. It definitely winces a little bit um, because I'm going to assume that besides the psychic and the Hunter's Mark, this is just a normal arrow, correct? Uh, no, this is from my dragon wing longbow, which is a magical weapon. And uh, da 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 da. Um, if you load no ammunition on the weapon, it produces its own, automatically creating one piece of magic ammunition when you pull back the string. The okay. ammunition created by the bow vanishes after it hits or misses a target. Okay, so you are using the that portion of it. We, we're going to need to yes. make sure we specify that as we move forward. All right, so total how much damage okay. was it? Oh, shit. Um, that would be uh, five, six, seven, eight, nine, yeah, ten? Okay, it definitely felt it. It's ten. It was 10 or 11, and I get two attacks around these days. So go ahead. For another, that's six plus five, 11 total, and Hunter's Mark, um, 15. That's damage? Total. Yes. All right. Uh, your second shot, it snatches out of the air as, as it burns its reaction. Okay. It's a monk. 
Oh shit! <laughs> oh uh, no! What's your What's your AC? Um, it is sixteen. Uh, so it throws it right at you and barely misses you. It is a monk. Oh my god! Oh uh, yeah, that's not fun. <laughs> All right. It's a monk dwarf weir squid. This is terrible. Kiska, <laughs> like you're it. up. Great. So um, I'm going to just bull rush the damn thing from the other side. Because Isra's on one side of the room. I'm on the other side of the room. Okay. So um, while it's looking at her and throwing things at her, I'm just going to sneak up from the back. Um, I don't get sneak attack. I'm not a rogue. But sure. I'm just going to go to bite. Go for it. Which is, hang on. Uh, 15. Uh, that will miss. Do you get advantage from pack tactics? Because we're oh, I do. Yeah. With it? Uh, we're not you're not engaged yet. with it. You're not in melee. There's no Except one in melee pack, with it yet. Pack tactics isn't about melee, is it? Pack oh, tactics it's, is a wolf thing. If at least one of the wolf's allies is within five feet of mm-hmm. the creature. Ah, no one okay. is. It's no one and is. no one is. So, yeah, hmm. I just miss. <sighs> which sucks. You leap that's... you leap at it and try to grab on with your teeth, but it you kind of slide a little bit past it. It wasn't where you wanted it to be because it had just thrown a magic arrow back at uh at, at, at Isra. Uh which How could it throw a magic arrow back at her if the magic arrow disappears when it's shot? Monk shit. Or it's, uh, okay. <laughs> it's still it's still Monk. there until yeah. literally it's a second. Yeah. Grabs it, throws it yeah. back. Okay. It just it probably disappeared after it didn't hit her. Monk shit. <laughs> I mean, okay. I don't, I don't know any other way to explain it because it literally, it's any projectile that it can grab. Yeah, like it's it. It yeah. doesn't matter if it's a magic one, if it's invented by, if you had like a, you know, if you throw it at them, they can throw it back. As long as it isn't like a, like if you threw a tree at them, they couldn't throw it back. The only, the, the only ones that are exceptions to it are like Mel's acid arrow, um, magic missile, stuff like that. Things that are spell spells don't have like a physical quote unquote okay. component. Right. I don't think I can do anything as a bonus action as a wolf, so I'm just gonna like brace myself and growl. I All guess. right, which brings us to the top of the round, which would normally be repentance, but first it's going to be a layer action, and I'm Aww. going to need... no. Actually, it would be a twenty-three, wouldn't it? Because then we go into initiative, and Kiska would go ahead of me. That's that. No, that's correct. Sorry, Isra. Then it'll be a layer action. Oh boy, I'm I'm doing the same thing again. Uh, that nope, it's is... again. <laughs> that's. <laughs> 20 to hit. That hits. And that is 11, 12, 14, 15 damage. Okay. And then I'm going to shoot again. Go right ahead. Uh, that's uh, 18 plus something. It's 18 on the die. That yep, would be like a 20. Yeah, something. Uh, that is uh, 11 damage. Okay. And uh, uh, Go ahead. Then I'm going to send Raika to bite it. All right, go ahead and roll for Rika. Poor Rika. Well, maybe it's a, like I imagine like maybe I'm she likes arrows. calamari. You don't know. I, I'm just thinking I, it's gonna be like when you sent him to bite the ooze and she burned her mouth. <laughs> I'm like firing these arrows and like Rika sitting on my shoulder and we're like arguing about it. Go and bite him. We've got to get this guy down. And Rika's like, the, no, but no, what the, the last one tasted bad. The last one tasted real bad. <laughs> but we can't just leave this to eat people. And we're You're like going back and forth me in front of the party. <laughs> You're embarrassing me in front of this evil creature. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, Riker relents and goes and you, goes and makes the bite. So go ahead and roll for Riker. <laughs> uh, let's see. That's sixteen on the dice. Da, da, da. What is her attack stuff? Uh, that's like twenty, I think. That'll hit. And that's seven piercing. That's not a magical attack on her part. 
Uh, she definitely makes contact and then immediately flies back to you, like spitting fur out of her mouth. Uh, and it doesn't look like it did much of anything to to it mm. where she bit. Okay, okay. No? I'll like pet her on the head. Good girl. All right. Any other actions? No, that's. Haven't I done enough already? That's it. All right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and need everybody, uh, before we do Repentance's turn, to make a Wisdom saving throw, please. Boy. 20 even. 14. Wait, am I using mine or am I you using You use yours. You, for, for this, you use okay. your mental stats. Nine. That's a six. All right. Uh, so anybody who got a 13 or less uh, is going to be taking some psychic damage here. Is this like a charm or anything like it that? It is not what? a charm. What, what kind of damage is it? Psychic damage. It is. It is. Okay. Essentially, it is letting out this bellowing shriek. Uh, anybody who passed takes no damage. Anybody who failed will take seven psychic damage. Uh, I am resistant to psychic damage. Does that mean I you take, take half? You take half. Four? Does it? Is it rounded up or rounded down? Though rounding down to three. Okay, so I take three. Okay, I'm keeping track of wolf hit points on another sheet of paper. Here. Yeah, <laughs> so complicated, wolf right? Wolf points. Yeah, there are Ooh, two. Doo-doo. There are two wolves inside of you. One um, <laughs> of them just took some damage. <laughs> All right, that brings us to Repentance's turn. Okay, uh, I'm going to use my uh, channel divinity in a way I didn't know I could use until just now, but I have to get up to him to do it. So, how far away from me is he? You guys made it about thirty feet away before he noticed you, so you can you can uh, get up to him on one turn. I move right up into melee on him then. Okay. Uh, I hit him with vow of enmity. There's no save for this. Uh, he I get advantage on attack rolls against him for one minute or until it drops to zero hit points. Okay. That's a channel divinity, so that's an action. That's your bonus action, vow of enmity. Oh, are you sure? Yep. Okay. Um. Then since I can't use my bonus action for my other thing, I will then just ignite the flaming greatsword. And I am going to whoop him. Go for it. Okay, first roll with advantage. Oh, that's a four. That's a 19, though. That'll uh, so hit. 28. All right, so two Ds. Six and six is 12, and five is 17, and nine. So, uh, no, I'll do that. Okay, that's, yeah, it's plus nine. 17 plus nine. 26 damage for the first hit. Okay. I will. Go for him again, I guess, since I can't do much else. Okay. Ooh, okay. Uh, that's a natural 20. Woo! Okay. First roll was a one. Um, so I guess at this point for a nat 20, uh, I should smite him since that's yes. dice, right? That's that's how that works. I think it's dice. Yep. Joe? I don't, I don't play Paladins very often. Hold on, I got to look up my smite. Okay, it's 2d8 extra. I take it you're digging out those dice. Yeah, and I'm rolling. Sorry. It's okay. Okay. So it's 22 uh, from the sword, and that's uh, eight of that is fire damage. Okay. 19 for the smite. Okay. Damn. You lay into this thing pretty deeply. It bellows in rage and pain as uh, flesh and fur is seared. Uh, and uh, parted and all sorts of wonderful Oath of Vengeance stuff, uh, which brings us down to Kiska's turn, because Kiska has a 17. Kiska's going to try to bite the bugger again, and this time I get advantage. All right, go for it. Oh, natural 20 plus 5, so 25? Yep, that'll hit. Okay. Um, do I... 
Double the dice for damage. Yep. Double the dice. So it's 4d6 plus 3. 11, 12, 13. Okay. No, 14. 14 points of damage. And then um, it's a creature, right? It is. Okay, so it needs to succeed on a DC 13 strength saving throw. Uh, it easily does so. I just rolled and got a 19 on the dice before its strength. Uh, then it's not knocked prone. Um, okay, so that's it. <laughs> okay. Uh, that is Kiska's turn as she latches onto this thing and tries to drag it to the ground in her wolf form, which brings us to Creo. All right. He was going to try to detect its thoughts to figure out what it was doing, but since now it's probably just thinking, ouch, instead switches to dissonant whispers. So make a wisdom saving throw. Uh, wisdom will be an 18. All right. Oops, did I roll? Right. You got a 12, whatever that was. Okay. okay. So it takes six psychic damage. Yeah. And nothing else happens. All right. Uh, you failed your wisdom save earlier, right? No, no Creo and I were fine. It was Kriya and you were fine? It was Kiska and... Okay. Kiska and... Yeah. yeah. All Kisra, right. who failed. Uh, let's see here. Well, I'll roll the D2 of choice here. Uh, Kiska, you take six points of psychic damage. Did Wait, he attack what? Her? He did not. How? Okay. I see it redirected the attack. Psychic damage on a psychic monster is real weird. Hmm. Okay, well that sucked. Sorry, sorry. But I'm still a wolf, so. Oh, you are okay. Still, okay. Yeah, I, I uh, use, um, I, I know I already used my action, but I use message on her to say, sorry, sorry. And she can reply back, psychic. <laughs> um, Ow, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the episode. Uh, any bonus actions or any anything else that you can do, Creo? Uh, no, I'm just hanging out by the table I slammed into and staying there for now. All right. Uh, it is this thing's turn. And first things first, it does a thing that you're not quite sure what it's doing, but it seems to some of its wounds start to close over. Uh, from the damage that you've been doing to it as it seems to be making itself somewhat whole again. Uh, and then it's going to take no. two swipes at Repentance. Okay, AC 25. No, 23. I, I dropped a shield. I dropped the shield. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot I was using my 2200. You're okay. Uh, one of the claws is going to hit you. Okay. And let's see. Uh, 10 points of slashing damage. Uh, as this thing's claws extend and rend into the metal of your flesh. Uh, it is then going to last thing, which is unfortunate for everybody in the area. That's a natural 20. Oh, God. Uh, this might not be so bad for Isra. Mm-hmm. All right, that's going to be another 10 points of psychic damage, because I rolled absolutely poorly. Um, that's with the extra from the crit. Uh, 10 points of psychic damage uh, as a pulse wave emanates from this thing as it lifts up its tentacles into uh, what reveals like a lamprey-like mouth and sort of uh, screeches in your direction. I'm just imagining like Futurama. Kinda. <laughs> the noises. It, it, it's, it's, it's basically oh, werewolf. It's, it's werewolf Zoidberg, basically. Um, <laughs> Zoidberg noises. <laughs> all right. Then we go to the bottom of it, the turn, which is on there. There's going to be another layer action. Oh, hey, good. Rika's immune to psychic damage. I was worried there for a minute. Yay. Okay. 
Uh, it does another thing, which you do not see off screen, and it is back to the top of the order. So, Isra, you're up again. Oh, boy. Um, so, reminder, my bow, the extra damage is psychic damage. I know. Okay. I'm aware. Uh, that's a 17 on the dice, which is a 17 plus 8. Yeah. It hits. Uh, so, uh, that's uh, 12. Uh, that's 21 damage between the bow and the bow's extra damage and the hunter's mark. Okay. And how much of that was psychic? Um... Three. Okay, so you feel a backlash hit you because it can't. Oh, hit, it can't hit Kiska right now, um, because well, again, it's a one shot. It's a one one transfer per people that fail. It's a lovely little ability. Okay. Uh, oh, so you you get your normal psychic resistance. So what? It's gonna be like one point of damage to you. Yeah. And mm. now that no longer works against you, at least until we do a thing again. Oh boy! So I'm gonna attack again. Yep. Uh, that's uh, twenty three. To hit. Yep, that absolutely hits. Seven. <laughs> Math. Uh, Twelve and four psychic. Okay. You do not feel a backlash. Oh, boy. Hmm. Gonna have to think about this one. That's <laughs> that's that's all I can do. I'm keeping Raiko with me and away from that terrifying creature. All right. Uh, this is going to then move to uh, number 20. And a layer action is going to occur. Uh, I'm going to need everybody to make a dexterity saving throw. Does Rika have to make these throws? No, Rika does not. Okay. 18. 17. 25. 13. All right, Isra, you are knocked on your butt as it looks like, well, you look down and you realize that there have been several biomass things that you're not quite sure where they are, are just writhing underneath your feet as it starts moving towards uh, this creature at the uh, in the middle of combat. Um, you're not taking any damage, but you are knocked prone. Okay, but I see something moving towards the creature. Fleshy, squiddy-like bits starting to make it their way over towards where this creature is fighting Repentance and uh, and Kiska. Okay. I'm, I'm going to call out, there's a thing coming your way. All right. That brings us to Repentance's turn. Okay. Uh, this round for my bonus action, I'm going to... Add Hunter's Mark, because the Channel Divinity isn't something I have to concentrate on. Uh, so, yeah, Hunter's Mark on him now. Okay. Since I still have advantage, I will attempt. Okay, that rolls a 20. That rolls a 19. Um. So, yeah, 20. Okay. So, uh, no, that's not a, that's a natural 20. Okay. So, I will. And I'm guess I'm going to smite again, since what the hell else would I do? Okay, so... Smite damage there. Regular damage here. Ugh. 9, 13, 14, 15, 16. 17, 18 damage, of which 6 is fire. Okay. And 8, 8, 16, 6, uh, 22. 23 points radiant damage. All right. Doesn't seem to like that, but it is definitely still up. Uh, All right. Second attack. Oh, I didn't roll my hunter's mark. The Hunter's Mark doesn't get crit, does it? No. Okay, so three points from the Hunter's Mark. Okay. He's dead! No. Nope. Oh, no good. Okay. 10 plus 12 is 22. Does that hit? That hits. Okay, this is just a normal. 2d6. 15 physical damage. 4 fire. 
Uh, yeah, that's it. Okay. All right. That is Repentance's and, turn. Any- yeah, that's my turn. I'm going to actually try to move so I'm directly in the path of whatever's coming to try and prevent it from just moving straight to him. Uh, you are already in the path of where it's moving Oh, then from. I will stay where you I will stand here then. All right. Well, that was Repentance, which brings us down to Kiska. Kiska's going to back away from Squid Boy and Zweigberg. Okay. Uh, by like about meh, 20 feet. All right. So you're taking the disengage action? Well, I can't disengage because I'm not a rogue. Yes, you can. It's an action. You can. Yeah, for for a normal person, you can do that if you just don't take any other action. Oh no, I'm gonna. If he wants to take an attack of opportunity, he could totally do that. Uh, he absolutely is. I'm okay, go mine for on it. him then. Reaction. What's that? <laughs> if he goes for her, I'm going for him. I got Sentinel. That's that's fine. <laughs> not gonna be a crit, but it's gonna be a, a thirty a twenty-seven plus two twenty-nine to hit. It hits. Eight, nine, ten, nineteen damage. Okay, got that marked down. Uh, it's going to still make its attack though, because it doesn't stop you. It doesn't stop them mm-hmm. from making the attack. No, it doesn't stop them. I just get the attack. Uh, I'm going to assume a nineteen hits you. Yes. All right. Uh, it's tentacle mouth jaw thing lashes out at you and takes a bite. All right, you're only going to take six points of damage, but I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Okay. Natural 20. All right. Uh, Something in its bite, you feel like it's trying to, like, push its way into you. Um, You manage to turn or twist or uh, something, but it doesn't seem to take hold. Cool. Okay, and and I'm going to move away from it now. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So I'm going to pop out of wolf form, because I only have eight hit points left in wolf anyway, um, and back into druid form, and I'm going to hit it with a second level wither and bloom. Okay. And for everyone at home, what does wither and bloom do? Uh, wither and bloom, it invokes death and life upon a 10-foot radius centered on a point, so it's centered on him, um, and he needs to make a constitution saving throw. Do I need to make a concentration saving throw? No, no. Or anything? No, you do not. But it needs to make a constitution saving throw. It's just anything of uh, my choice. That is a natural 20. Okay, so it takes half damage. Okay, and this is necrotic damage, correct? Correct, and it is, oops, what is that? Four, five, six, seven, seven plus five. So that'd be 12. Yeah, so it's six points it takes. So it definitely... And then... Go ahead. Non-magical vegetation in that area withers. I don't know if the tentacles count as non-magical vegetation or not. I just thought I'd mention that in case. Duly noted, you see plenty of herbs and stuff in the area, things that look like they may have been uh, potentially used for alchemical work. Uh, Wither and die, the tentacles do not. Okay. Um, And then, Rossi, have you taken damage? 20 points of it, yep. Okay, cool. So you can roll one of your unspent hit dice and regain a number of hit points equal to the roll plus my spellcasting ability modifier, which is a plus two. So I rolled a seven, so that's a nine? Mm-hmm. You get nine hit points back. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Next up is Creo. Oh, wait. I have a bonus action. Oh, go ahead. Does um, Matron on the stand there, does she look like she's hurt? You can't tell from where you are now. Okay, I can't tell if she's been eviscerated or whatever. She, you don't see any obvious signs of blood, but she is definitely not conscious. Okay, can I hit her with a healing word? Uh, you can try. 
Okay. Um, cool. Hang on. She gains five hit points, if she can. Okay. Uh, you don't feel anything indicating that the magic didn't take hold, but she is still not conscious. Okay. Okay. Now I'm done. <laughs> now goes to Creo. Okay. I believe I'm within 30 feet of Squidward, right? <laughs> uh, yes. All right. So I'm going to do kind of like an acrobatic flip over the table and then strike at him with my sword. All right. Go for it. 17. That does actually hit. Okay. Uh, eight plus I'll use the Bardic Inspiration or the Slashing Flourish when you take the attack action. Swing an extra um, Bardic you do an extra D. Yeah, you do your D- Bardic Inspiration for damage and it gives you plus your AC, right? Uh, it just does the um, the damage. I'm not doing defensive, so. Ah, okay. That's another eight. So that was 16 Magical Piercing. Okay. Wonderful. And does anyone need healing while I'm here? I don't, because I just bumped out of wolf form, but I think Rossi does still. Okay. Because he'd taken 20, and I gave him back 9, so. Okay, then I will cast Healing Word at second level on him for an extra uh, 8 health him. All right. And that's it for me. Okay. Uh, the creature's turn is going to go. Uh, Creo and uh, Repentance, you are on top of him, so I'm going to need you to make dexterity saves as the mass reaches him. It just flows around you, uh, and he starts to, well, it's like his flesh is bulging. It starts to pump. It's almost like sinewy ropes are uh, winding their way through from underneath him as he enlarges. Uh, Ew. Yeah. Dirty 20. Yep. 23. You both are pushed back, but not uh, not knocked prone. You're still engaged with them. Uh, as this thing grows from what would be called a, or considered a medium-sized humanoid to a large uh, humanoid. And then it's going to take a swipe at Repentance. Uh, one of them is going to hit. That is... 18 points of slashing damage, and I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Uh, 18. Okay, you pass. Uh, you feel something pump into you from its claws that it, for a moment, starts to immobilize you. I also have you. resistance in, against cold and poison. Mother. Cool, it's, not, it's neither of those. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, it is. It tries to take hold, uh, and it just it doesn't quite get there. All right, going to be a layer action now. All right, as several of its wounds start to close up just a little bit. And it brings us back to the top of the round. So that'll be Isra, you were prone. Uh, yeah, I'm going to stand up. Hmm. I am going to try something. Um, hmm. Try something different. No, I'll stick with what I'm doing. Okay. Yeah, that first attack is not going to hit. It's uh, 13. Yep, that will miss. So second attack. That's a dirty 20. That hits. That is uh, 12 points of damage and one point of psychic damage. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to send Reika over there to bite him again. Even if it doesn't do a lot, she can at least, like, flap around him and harry him and stay in melee and make sure everyone... Well, before, okay. you, before you do that, okay. uh, 
because yeah. he hasn't he's had a fresh fresh reaction refresh he snatches the arrow and is going to try to stab repentance with it oh ouch uh a 23 hits your ac right oh yep. my god all right so that damage is directed towards you so that was what 13 how much was it all of the damage just the one from the last shot i all of I it i mean i only all of it like including the hunter's mark and the i don't have hunter's mark on me I won't take no, the, the hunter's mark doesn't go through. Okay, hang on. That's five, uh, six. All right. I, I'm not seven damage. Okay, so I kind of like um, call him out with some kind of um, with the silvery barbs and kind of, um, you know, with a what are you doing? Uh, that damage was for you, not for him. So <laughs> now he's got to reroll that attack. Well, uh, it's going to be a 24 now. <laughs> Damn it. He tried. You did try. Uh, then, was made. Uh, what do I do? I um, you can then choose a creature, um, and I'll give repentance uh, advantage. I already have advantage. All right, I already never mind. Have advantage. Give it to Ezra. Okay, Ezra has advantage on her next attack. Uh, well, Rake is going to go in anyway, and try I, I still to... don't know how much damage I took here. <sighs> I just I it, it was how much damage you took. Yeah, but everybody was talking. Well, maybe if everyone could not talk while we figure this out, I don't. <laughs> Uh, six, maybe it was eight or nine. Okay, I'm going to take nine then. Uh, and I'm going to have Rika go in and attack. Just bite him. Go for it. Um, Rika's stats are <laughs> very clear. That's not good. It's 13. I think that's a... 15 will just miss. Okay, carry on. Okay. Uh, any other actions from Isra? Uh, no. Nope. That's two attacks and uh, sent in the Drake. All right. Going to go on to initiative 20 now. Uh, I am going to need everybody to make another wisdom saving throw, please, as it lets out another deafening screech. I am doing so bad on saving throws oh, today. God, eight. 23. Seven. Also an eight. Okay. The good news is it is only six points of psychic damage if you failed, uh, which is anybody below a 14. Okay. All right. Which then brings us to Repentance's turn. I slap my hand on my chest and glowing light comes from my grip and infuses me and all my wounds are healed. All right, you are healed. Any bonus actions or anything else? Yeah, um, I'm also going to switch. The, I'm going to take the uh, Hunter's Mark off of him and cast Shield of Faith on myself. Okay. That's my bonus action. And I'm just standing there in front of him going, come on, you son of a... All right, well, that puts you up to a 25 by my reckoning. So we will then move on to uh, Kiska. And I'm going to hit him with another Wither and Bloom, so make another Constitution saving throw. Need to be a 13. Well, that is a 12. Cool, so you take full damage. Hang on. It's a whole 11, but it's necrotic. Okay. Not looking uh, too good. Did, um, did anybody else take any damage? Yeah, I did. Okay, cool. So you can roll a hit dice and add a plus 2 to it if you want to heal. Okay, so that's 9. Okay, cool. So you healed for 9. And um, that's it for me. Okay, that brings us down to Creo. All right. going to just do what I did last time and swing my sword. Are you flanking me? Or him with me? I don't know if we established where we were. I just you, but He's 10 feet to... tall. I mean, or, or taller. He's got, he's taking up a big square. You could easily move to flank when I'm getting it. Rika, Rika is also there in melee. So, I okay. mean, you've got three meleeers over there. All right. Move to flank, in other words. <laughs> All right. So, I can roll with advantage? Yep. Okay. Then with that, it was a 26 to hit. Well, that absolutely hits. All right. Well, that's um, 
And with the sword plus another six from the bardic inspiration, and that's magical piercing. All right. Uh, how do you finish this thing? Yay! All right. Then I was just up there with the sword and then inspired by everything. Plus, when it got bigger, I'm, like, trapped in between it. So then you just kind of see the sword just kind of poking up out through it while you can barely see me all stuck in between as it was getting bigger. All right. This thing crashes down to one knee as it's as your your blade takes hold uh, and it starts to bellow in rage and pain uh, as it starts to shrink back down. Uh, you notice that the fur starts to slough off of it, uh, revealing slate gray skin. Uh, it's clothes that it, you didn't see it had clothes before, but it must have been under the fur. Uh, are tattered and, and worn and in shambles. Uh, hands clutch at its face uh, as it is just writhing around. Uh, black ichor spills from its wounds and everywhere. The biomass that was uh, on the ground and leaking into it is just dissipated. It is no longer solid. It is it is liquid goo, uh, and it falls down, uh, smacking its head against the table. And then I'm going to need everybody to make a perception check, please. Perception? Yep. Okay. Four. Thirteen. Twenty-two. Fourteen. Okay. That was a four with a plus three bonus. Isra, well, after all the 20s you've rolled today, balance karma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Isra, you would notice this as its head hits the table. It's almost like the top of it falls off. Mm. And you see... What looks like its brain extricate itself on oh god, what are these things? Oh, no. Small no. spinnerly legs and darts away. And oh no, you have one shot that you can make because you notice it. You didn't see it. Uh, okay, pull out an arrow. Uh, Twenty-one to hit. Roll me some damage. Uh, uh eleven. Uh, fourteen. Um. Rem- and remove any psychic damage from that. Eleven. Okay. Uh, not enough to put it down, but it definitely there is a high-pitched shrill. Um, not so much audible as just resonating in your heads. Um, you didn't notice this before, but now everybody sees it as this thing with an arrow in it. Uh, as it's dis- the arrow is starting to disappear, uh, just takes off through what looks like a tunnel at the back of the room. This is all happening... At the end, this is all uh, happening. Uh, thing. You can pursue it if you Rike want. Rike is going to want. Isra and Rike are going to go after it. Can uh, I cast question. a spell at it, or is it too far away? You didn't notice it in time to react. The only one that did was Isra. The you rest of you it. You can follow it. But you can I mean, follow where it. Did, is it going back the way we came, or is it going in some other direction? Behind the table, there looks like there is a small tunnel. It looks like about the size of a humanoid that it just took off like a shot under. You didn't notice it before, um, but it was because you were just in the heat of the combat and focused solely on it. Uh, but the shadows kind of hide it pretty well. I'm going to check the matron. Uh, you go over and you check out her. She is not breathing. Shit. Can I move my hunter's mark to the brain? Uh, yes. No. No, she okay. could. She hit it, right? Well, <laughs> It's, I can move it to another creature after the first creature dies as a oh, bonus no. action. Oh, no. That's a bonus action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but There's can I do that? Do for her. She's dead. 
I don't have any spells to resurrect. And as you take a closer look at it, it does look like there's incision marks, but it wasn't done. Like there's, it's not stitched up. It was almost like it was starting to do something. You think oh. it may have been using one of its claws. Okay. I'm going to take off after the brain with everybody else. Can I fit down this hole? Yeah. It's, it's enough. It's about human. It's humanoid size. You're not okay. that large. Um, Can I see the in. brain or is it too far away? It has already skittered away. You're stopping to take care of the matron, but it, this is a cl- uh, clear first shot, uh, a straight shot. You may start making your way down the hallway. Uh, it is filled with debris. You're very cautious as you're moving through because I think at this point you are adventurers. You're not just going to run headlong into danger. You're looking yeah, for I the sense it. Because I, I have I yep. have uh, the thing on it. Yep, you absolutely do. It's straight ahead. Um, okay. You are looking for blinds. You are looking for. Uh, ambush points, you don't see any. The tunnel goes for probably another 100 feet and slopes down ever so slightly. And as you emerge from the tunnel, you do happen to see it skittering among what looks like a bunch of eggs. Oh, no. All, what kind of eggs? Almost dragon eggs. Oh, almost no. dragon eggs. Okay. Oh, no. They're covered in what looks like slimy tentacles and leads to what looks like a grotto. And at the center of the grotto looks like a well this thing reaches the center and wakes up whatever's there sinewy very almost desiccated flesh emerges wings pop from the back uh, as it stretches it rears its long neck head towards you and what is very clearly a young dragon well or was once a young dragon with tentacles uh, coming off of its face, right? Bellows at you as tentacles hang from its face. Oh, God. And that's where we're going to end you- our session. <laughs> you dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, that was this week's episode of The Weirds. We have probably one more left, uh, depending on what happens next. That's uh, next week, yeah? It is next week. Yep. I'm reaching into my bag. Okay. I'm drawing a card from the deck. <gasps> we will oh. res- now we'll work on that next week. We will resolve that at the top <laughs> of the episode next week. All right. So, friends, I do want to thank you very much for joining us. As always, your support allows us to do shows like this. Blizzard Watch and all of our uh, shows that we do and the site in general is only made possible due to your generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch. Your continued support means this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to our podcast, a better chance of having your question answered on our podcast or the queue in an ads-free site experience. Liz, is there anything we need to plug? Uh, no, I think that's, I think you covered it. We do have more weirs this month, uh, but that's that's all that's on the agenda right now. All right. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and everybody can uh, give themselves an outro and where they can find them and, and reach them. And we'll start with Anne. I'm Anne. You can find me on Twitter at Shades O Gray. That's Shades, the letter O, and then G-R-E-Y. Um, that's about it for right now, because when I'm not doing this stuff, I'm working on World of Warcraft. So, yeah. It's a little game. Nobody's ever heard of it. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, little yeah. In- no little indie title. No, one, <laughs> no one's paying attention to that right now. <laughs> Nothing big happening. No big deal. Liz. Nothing dragon related. <laughs> uh, I am Liz. I'm the editorial director at Blizzard Watch. So if you enjoy any of our content, there's like a 50% chance that I edited it or assigned it or both. So you can find me as Fance on Twitter or 
in Blizzard Watch, just in general. All right, Andrew. Andrew Powers, you can find me as a writer on Blizzard Watch. That's pretty much the only social media you find me on. And Matt. Hi, I'm Matt. Um, I sell books. You can find them on Amazon. That's basically it. And Ivan, your master of ceremonies today, Joe Perez. You can find me over on the Blizzard Watch podcast, the Tavern Watch podcast, the Lore Watch podcast, uh, as well as if you want to hang out on Discord, I'm always happy to answer and talk with our, our patrons on there and non-patrons as well. Uh, and you can always hit me up on the socials of the that little bird app. Uh, you can hit me at L-O-D-U-R-Z-J. Uh, send me your crackpot theories. I love talking comic books with you guys. It's been fun, real fun lately. Uh But with that, folks, we'll see you next time when uh, we're going to find out what happens. This is going to be fun. I figure if I'm going to die, I'm going to draw from the deck at least once before I do. All right. Bye, everybody. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.